And good evening, everyone, and back another exciting episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. Sunday night, it's football night in America. It's been football day, a lot of good football on, NBA playoffs tonight, and uh, we're glad to be here. And as usual, I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to Across the Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was your week, my friend? How was your week? Uh, pretty lazy. Not didn't do too much. You know, I get my daily exercise in and uh, nothing really going on. I had one meeting I had to go to down at uh, Central Nine Vocational Tech or Career Center. Did that on Thursday. But the rest of the time was just uh, out playing in the leaves, you know, mulching <laughs> them up. And, and um, you know, that's about it. I'm Yep. Mess, messing with the cars. How about yourself? Yep, It's that fall ritual of playing in the leaves, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, before I get to myself, you have some uh, some congrats are to be thrown your way because you're the school board president. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you're you the know, school board president. <laughs> I, I have been the school board president since January. Okay, okay. And for some reason, our last school board meeting, because we're doing the COVID thing, um, you know, they... They'll put down uh, information that I need and so on. And they just happened to have the gavel and it said, Steve yep. Johnson, president, <laughs> you know, and I said, that's a kind of a neat picture. I'm going to take that picture. So I, I took the picture and posted yep, it, yep. you know, yep. but yeah, I've been, um, my term is, my term is, um, my term is almost over with, man. It's been a, okay. It's been uh shoot. It's been a, a COVID uh presidency, I should say. Wow. Uh, <laughs> having to deal with all, all those things starting in March, you know, having to come up with plans and you know, you you're never gonna make anybody happy. Uh teachers were, you know, freaking out. Students were freaking out, parents were freaking out. You know, uh, because we were trying to decide on whether we're going to come back into school or go to school in person or right, go right. virtual or do the hybrid thing, you know. So all those things were in play, you know, plus the fact that we had to do the business of the uh, township. You know, it's, I mean, it is a corporation. So, you know, all that was in play and you can't make anybody can't make everybody happy. So whatever you did was going to be, you know, it's going to be a good thing for some and a negative for others. So, right, right, right. you know, as, right. as the president, my goal was to, uh, you know, still do what's best for the kids and then, uh, you know, take each day as it, as it came, because, right, right. you know, a lot of things weren't, weren't in our control, man. I mean, you know, the Marion County health department, you know, they were the ones that closed school on us uh, back in March, and they were the ones that's going to be re were responsible for us opening back up, and all the things that revolve around it is deals with the health department. So the school district, you know, we're following their lead, and so yeah, that that's where we are. Cool. So cool. some are happy, some are not, but yeah, it's just just one of those things. Um, I'm I'm the second black president that's ever been on the uh, Perry Township School Board. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing my job. I uh, plan on staying around. I'm, I'm running again this um, November. 
So on November the 3rd, uh, I'll be up for re-election in which uh, there's probably no way I'm going to not be on um, the school board again because there's four four at-large um, positions and only three uh, applied. Three of us are incumbents. We're on the school board now, and okay. there wasn't a fourth. So, yep, that's where we are. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, not a lot happening with me. Um, you know, the fall time out here, the the weather's beginning to change, work continues, and, uh, you know, just chilling like you. I, I'm not necessarily playing in the leaves, but uh, we do have a few leaves in the yard, but I uh, got rid of the bulk of them yesterday as we talked on the last podcast uh, off the air. I think we we're off the air talking about mulching your leaves and all that good stuff. So I cut the grass, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe for the last time yesterday, shut the sprinklers down and all that good stuff. So fall is definitely here in the air and, uh, you know, it's it's another season upon us. So it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so what do we have on our docket for tonight's podcast? Slash- yeah, tonight's docket seems uh, what's becoming the norm at the top, man, is uh, the memorials. People we have to talk about who have uh, who have passed on and are no longer with us. And we talk about the impact they may have made or they made, um, you know, in, in for society and, and whatnot from whatever arena they may have hailed. And tonight, for example, the, the three individuals we're going to talk about, they're all from the music world. So so we got that on tap. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about um, our you know thoughts on the VP debate last week. And uh, lastly, we're going to wrap it up with the uh, thwarted kidnapping of um, Governor <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan last week. So uh, that's the that's the docket, uh, sir, for tonight. <laughs> OK. All right. All right. All right. So um, our memorials. Uh, who are who are our memorials this this week? Yeah. This week, so so let's uh, yeah. So let's start out with one who. Uh, was in our era, so to speak. Um, he had one gigantic hit uh, back when we were sophomores in high school. Um, that was Johnny Nash, and John, uh, he passed. Johnny Nash. Away. Yep, I can see. Man, I can see now. so clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Seems sophomore like was year, nineteen seventy-two, man. And um, Johnny Nash. Um, what was unique about Johnny Nash was. He was not Jamaican, but he performed Jamaican music in Jamaica, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is sort of a, sort yeah. of a bit unusual. But um, that was his huge hit, man. I, I, I remember that song like it was yesterday, man, and uh, great flow to it. Good, great voice. You still hear that song on a lot of uh, throwback stations, uh, on Throwback yeah. Thursday, whatever radio stations have. And you definitely hear it on Sirius XM. But um, his legacy will live on because of that hit, man. And then I think uh, Peter Tosh uh, recorded it, re-recorded it again. Or Johnny Nash recorded it from Peter Tosh, one or the other. But uh, it was originally a reggae song. And I've got both versions. So it's, it's, it's a great song. Regardless of who does it, it's a great song. Your thoughts on Johnny Nash? Yeah, you know, I remember this song because I remember having an eight track in my dad's uh, 1966 <laughs> Park Lane Mercury. <laughs> wow. And that's the only song of only song of Johnny Nash that I had. Yep. And you know, um 1972, yeah. And there was there was another song that was very very popular back then that 
that went along with, I think it had to do with maybe Stevie Wonder or something like that. But I played those songs back to back to back to back uh, <laughs> whenever I got in the, uh, the, big, the big Mercury and drove it around. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that was his, that was his one hit wonder. Yeah, one hit wonder, one hit wonder. Yep. So, so yep. So rest in peace, Johnny Nash. Um, it's a toss up. Well, not necessarily a toss up. Uh, so I, I'm gonna go to before I get to 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 the big big passing of last week. We're gonna talk about another gentleman who's I think is um, the act that he was a part of. Um, incredible band, uh, Rocco uh, Prestia co-founder of Tower of Power and another group that was around during our era uh, even though we were in the in the south uh, Tower of Power came out of the Bay San Francisco Bay Area Oakland that Oakland area man and they were just a downright funky group man um, and he yeah. was the co-founder of that group um, I'll, I'll let you start it off uh, your thoughts on Tower of Power and, and what what do you remember most about Tower of Power? I just remember Tower Power. I just remember they were uh, unique in the fact that the way that they used their horn section. Uh, It was a little upbeat funk slash pop slash. uh, It was just it was a different group. You know, we we had the Motown sound and all of that. But Tower Power brought a different flavor to R and B, that was a more of a a little bit of a crossover and so on. So, and they looked different than the Motown sounds. You know, they didn't dress in the in the you know the the three peach suits and the Nehru jackets or whatever Motown did at that time. (laughs) You know, these were these this was a group that had on the jeans and t-shirts and stuff like that, you know. And every now and then they would they would go that way and and put on uh, you know uh, an outfit. But right. for the most part they were just some it was just a band. Yep. yep. Okay. And yep. the key was band. They played their music. It wasn't played yep. for them like <laughs> like the uh, Funk brothers did for all those Motown hits. Right. They right. did their own stuff. So that's that's what I remember about yeah, it, and, yeah. and and some of the songs they had were, uh, you know, they were uh, on the one back in the day. Yep, yep, um, yeah. You mentioned uh, their horn section. I think most people think Tower Power. It's like if if you're in the Tower Power, you were in the Tower Power. It was their horn section, and um, there I think there are three groups, man, that are have what I call legendary horn sections. Tower Power. Uh, the Phoenix Horns that supported Earth, Wind, and Fire, back to Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then Chicago, their horn yep. section is is hellacious, man. But Tower of Power, that, that East Bay funk-type groove, um, you mentioned some of their songs, man. What is hip? Um, uh, you're still a young man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, don't change that horses. Was the right there. The you know, <laughs> and uh, the voice for from what I remember, man, and I still got a, I got a lot of Tower of Power in my collection, but uh, Lenny Williams fronted Tower of Power as a mm-hmm. lead singer for years, and uh, then he went solo and and had his famous you know "Cause I Love You" track back in our day as well. But a hell of a band, and um, you know, wanna wanna remember Mr. Rocco Presti, a co-founder of what I think one of the the baddest bands in the land, man. So. 
So that's number two. Number three, man, um, and we talk all the time, man, about how we were brought up on the music tip and everything and how we listen to everything courtesy of WIL there in E-Town. And uh, this next gentleman we're going to talk about is a rock god. And in my view, man, if there is a uh, Mount Rushmore of guitarist, this guy is on there. <laughs> and I, I would have to to say my route, Mount Rushmore of guitars would start with uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And a lot of folks don't give Prince a lot of love as a guitarist, but Prince was a hell of a guitarist. And then the gentleman we're going to talk about, Eddie Van Halen. Um Rock legend, rock god, as I said. Um, I came of age with Van Halen probably late 70s, started getting into Van Halen. And uh, the 80s, they just blew the lid off of things, man. But he is what a certifiable rock god uh, as far as guitar players go. And I still listen to a lot of his stuff, man. I uh, When I heard he passed... Um, I, I immediately fired up some Van Halen, man, just to, just to pay tribute to the guy, man, because his talent was unmeasurable as far as a guitar player goes. So, you know, he was more into the, you know, heavy rock. Yeah. Uh, I didn't listen to a lot of heavy rock, but, um, he had a unique, um, way of playing the guitar. Uh, it was something that everybody started to uh, mimic because he used the guitar as a keyboard yep. as opposed to just using uh, a pick or whatever. Uh, he played uh, both, used both hands uh, to to pick the guitar, literally, uh, to tap the guitar and was so fast at it than everybody else was trying to do it. It's, it's almost like when Chuck Berry came out with the way that he uh, played the guitar, everybody wanted to follow it. And right. so Eddie Van Halen, uh, when he developed that technique of uh, basically beating the hell out of the guitar, but it sounding like <laughs> some uh, uh, music that everybody else followed. The one thing that I, I didn't follow a lot I knew of his music. The, the Jump was probably uh, my favorite Van Halen song because everybody knows it, and it was the most popular. Yeah. But also he did the uh, he did the solo on Michael Jackson's uh, uh, "Beat It." Yep. And yep. Um, that was that was you know uh, I think that brought him more to the black audiences than anything else because of that. And then of course. Later on, when Slash uh, was on some other of uh, Michael Jackson's things, yep. um, then that was the guitar part of it. But yeah, I mean, he and you know David Lee Roth, they had uh, you know Van Halen had a, a great thing going on, and then they started to split up and go their separate yep. ways. But yep. yeah, um, yeah, Eddie Van Halen uh, revolutionized the way you play. Uh, strum or beat the hell out of the guitar. Yep, 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 yep. Um, you mentioned jump. Yeah, that was the. I guess that was the MTV era 
uh, song, you know, yeah. because yep. MTV yep. was booming at the time and Jump was one of the most um, played videos in their rotation at the time. Um, and, and one of my favorites is Panama. I love Panama, man. It's it's you you hear that that guitar playing in that song. I mean, it's it's a it's an awesome track. So uh, again, we salute, rest in peace, uh, rock legend, rock god Eddie Van Halen. So gone but not forgotten. So those are our memorials for tonight. It seems, man, we uh, again we we talk about it, man. A lot of these people that. Uh, you know, and Eddie Van Halen was 65. Hell, he's about old as we are, man, you know. Yeah, he's our age. He's our age, you know. And uh, it's 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 getting, man, it's it's getting tough to, to talk about a lot of these folks that are passing because either we watch them, listen to them during our area's kids and hear them now. It's like more of them are passing each day. So it's, uh, it's tough to talk about a lot of this sometimes. But um, we press on. And uh, but we want to remember all these folks that we talk about each week. Um, they are gone, but we will never forget them. So uh, next topic on the docket, uh, and I'm sure you observed it last week as your former governor was in the spotlight. The VP debate oh, last uh, week. And I'll let you kick this one off. Um what what were your thoughts, man, uh, about the the whole show overall, or the 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 performance of both debaters? And what's what's your thoughts? I'll let you kick it off. Well, I will say this: that at least it was kind. It was more civil than the previous one. Was um, Susan Page the moderator? I think that uh, she did a fairly decent job. Uh, I think that either or both candidates kind of was able to get across, you know, their point of view. Uh, whoever was watching could, if if they were interested in what, you know, Mike Pence said or if they're interested in what Kamala Harris said, they got, you know, what they wanted for the most part. There weren't any, there weren't too many uh, things that, um, really stood out that much with the exception of Mike Pence just talking over the moderator. They would say, okay, Mr. Vice President, you know, you or your time is up. And he would continue to, to talk, you know. And, and that's something that the, the uh, Republicans, when they run for um, election, that's something that they've always done. Uh, if I was Susan Page, I would have said, shut the fuck up. You know, Mr. <laughs> Vice President, S-T-U-F, you know, yeah. um, or S-T-F-U, um, yeah. because he just continued on. And that was that was irritating. Yep. And yep. if I was Kamala, Kamala Harris, I would have said, Mr. Vice President. And she did say a couple of times, I am, you know, I'm speaking and, you know, you are to, uh, you know, this is my time and. He kind of backed away a little bit, but she didn't go over nearly half the amount of time she was allocated than he did. Oh. And um, I think that um, both of them did some avoidance things. You know, uh, Pence uh, avoided on the idea of, well, what would you tell the people in Indiana about abortion? He just came up with some other off the wall bullshit. And then Kamala Harris didn't. He was she was asked a question about 
packing the court. And she immediately turned that into uh, speaking of packing the court, you know, this this is what you guys are doing. So she didn't answer that question either. So those two things were blaring to me. And uh, but overall, I think that, um, you know, it was it was civil for the most part. And. You know, there's always somebody that's going to say something negative about each candidate. Uh, Pence is so damn dry. You know, if you stick a <laughs> match up to his ass, he's going to he's going to friggin ignite. You know, uh, I felt like if if I was if he was my teacher, I would have been asleep in about 30 seconds, you know, because he's monotone and he he tries to he tries to. Uh, you know, sounds so dignified and he's not, he's a, he's a, he's a joke. You know, there's, you know, the people of Indiana still don't like him. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, we went through downtown, uh, um, Indianapolis and where all the big mansions are. If, if you take Meridian street, Meridian street runs through the center of Indianapolis from the North side, all the way to the South side. It's North, uh, South, um, thoroughfare okay and if you get about 30th street on meridian street that's where all the old big mansions were and including the governor's mansion okay and driving through meridian street before pence left indiana you saw nothing but pence must go signs on every side of the street every house pence must go pence must go well, today, since he's not there, I mean, even in the governor's mansion is right there, too. And it says Pence must go. All of his neighbors said Pence must go. This was wow. while he was governor. But today, if you drive up Meridian Street, you hit about 30th Street and go north until you get to about 52nd or so Broad Ripple. You see Biden signs, Biden hair signs. Not very many Trump signs, and that's that's the way it is. Yeah. And so yeah. you know he, he's he's you know well let, let me get on Kamala. Kamala she <laughs> she was she was doing the stank eye. <laughs> yep, yep. She had she had the stank eye going on. You know it it was it was she was so smug sometimes. She wanted to say her face was saying, man. Shut the hell up. <laughs> you got to be frigging kidding me. That's because that's what I would do. You know, I would I lay my I lay I, I lay my uh, uh, my face expression tells me everything about me. And she was doing the same thing. It's like, yeah. are you really saying this? You, you, yeah. you, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, as, as, as Lynn and I was watching it, <laughs> the damn fly. <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole the thing. I stole the show. <laughs> I said, Lynn, look, there's a fly on his head. She goes, huh? I said, look, there's a fly. There's a fly on his head. He never even noticed it, of course. Nope. You know, he probably had it. He had his hair so waxed down or sprayed <laughs> up that he, he would he would never feel it anyway. Oh, my so, God. But that, those were my thoughts. I think it was pretty much... Um, I think Kamala had, Kamala had some good points, and and uh, Pence really didn't have very many good points other than um, 
spewing out the same old talking points that they always yeah, want to spew yeah, out. Yeah, How yeah. about you, man? What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, um, I echo some of your sentiments there. I, I thought Susan, Susan Page, she, she, she was terrible, man, as a moderator. Um, and a lot of people had the thing going around Facebook, man. They're like, man, we need to get a better moderator for these debates. And people say, what should we get? And somebody said, I tell you who we need to get. We need to get Madea. That's who needs to be the moderator of these. Shut the hell up. Yeah. He consistently, you know, talked over the moderator, man. And I don't know if he's trying to mimic his boss or whatever, but. You know, Susan Page, she needed, like you say, man, sometime I think it would be great in some of these debates if people would just go straight up ghetto on folks, man. Yeah. You know, shut the hell up or even, you know, put a little French in there, man, and, and shut these people down, man, because you have to respect the rules of the debate. Um, I thought neither candidate did anything to to hurt their other, you know, the Kamala didn't do anything to hurt Biden. Uh, Pence was spouting the same old crap that 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 his boss spouts all the time with the Republican talking points. So I think neither one of them did any damage per se. Uh, but I, I thought Kamala held her own. Yep. Uh, you could tell she she wanted to like, oh God, man, this guy. I mean, you you could tell, like you say, that look. And uh, <laughs> but she held her peace. She held her own. I think. I think she had some good points. But as you said, a lot of deflection. Uh, from both candidates. They didn't really want to come out and answer. And, um, you know, overall, I thought, uh, yes, it was a bit more civil uh, than what we saw the previous week. Um, So we'll see. Uh, It's the only debate uh, that they're going to have this cycle. So and I think that's usually the way it is. The VP candidates only debate once. So we'll see uh, who gets uh, who gets a bump out of that. But overall, I I thought it was civil. Uh, and again, I neither neither candidate hurt the other, you know, who they're actually there to represent. I, I don't think they hurt right, or, right. or either either one's position, because I think a lot of people have already decided they've already decided what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah. And they're voting. You know? And they're voting. Yeah. People already voting. voted. What is it? Eight, and, eight, eight and some people, you, you know, know the, the next presidential debate, we're going to segue into the next presidential debate supposed to be um, Tuesday. Well, the current the current <laughs> occupant between the time that we um, um, were on air last time, he's done gone to the hospital, did his little drive by, come back after the hospital, goes up on the balcony and immediately takes his mask off, you know, and, you know, he's spewing out his same old stuff and 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 uh, vice presidential, former vice president Biden is saying that I'm not going to debate with debate with this clown because it's supposed to be a town hall right, uh, right. situation where, you know, they can walk around and visit, you right, know, the different right. people there. He goes, I am not going to be around that that clown that is that is tested positive. Right. You know, who has the virus. Right. Who's lying to the American people about. He's uh, they're not even they haven't even given a test to him or they're not. They've probably given him tests, but they're not letting it known because he wants to get out there and do what he wants to do. Yeah. So I 
if I was uh, the former vice president, I would say I'm not getting anywhere near that damn uh, plague. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, I, who knows? I, I, no, I, I agree. I, and, I, and my view was after after the last spectacle, um, then I were talking about it's like, man, if I was Biden and his crew, I was like, man, I'm not debating this knucklehead anymore. I'm no whether. And this was before all the covid mess came out. It was it was it was a disaster. And I, I was like, man, if I was Biden, I'm like, no, nope, we ain't doing this no more. Then COVID came along, and Biden is right, man. I'm not, I'm no, I'm not getting nowhere near this guy. And so um, the commission, um, because they said, okay, cool, we somebody's got COVID, and it's not a good thing to do. So we're going to have a virtual debate. And uh, the current occupant said, nope, this isn't nope. a real debate. I'm backing out. It's like, man, get the hell out of here. You, you're, you're just one. You, you don't want to debate the guy because you have nothing to say, and uh, you don't prepare. Uh, you're not even serious about this, so you use, well, you know, it's not a real debate thing. If that's your excuse. Fine, go for it. Yeah, but well, uh, you know the yeah, go ahead. The, the the thing that he wants to do is just get up there and spew out a bunch right. of bull crap. Right. Right. Uh, so by doing it virtually, he's not going to have an audience in which he can right. spew that bull crap, you yep. know. So therefore, I'm not going to do that because I can't, I cannot interfere with the uh, with Biden the way I want to. See, his whole thing is that he's been such a spoiled brat his entire life. He's gotten everything that he's wanted his entire life. So this is another way in which he's saying. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my time doing a virtual debate because I can't inter- interrupt any time that I want. Right, right. So why should I do that? It's not going to benefit me. I right. can't spew I can't bring up Hunter Biden. I can't bring up Benghazi. I can't bring right. up, you know, Mr. <laughs> Clean. Mr. Clean, he used to have hair, but he lost his hair because uh, he had <laughs> Ebola. Oh, like, my you know, God. Yeah, you hate to laugh, but it's so damn hilarious the stuff that comes <laughs> out. You know, now it's like he's he's mad at Pompeo because he hasn't found a thirty thousand emails yet. I mean, we're still <laughs> talking about thirty thousand emails. And he wants to arrest Biden and he wants Barr to arrest Obama, indict Obama. And I'm like, man, this dude is unhinged. Unhinged. Hinged, and uh, so there will not be a debate. Uh, the presidential candidates come this week, and there may not be another presidential debate at all because we really don't know what's up with this guy. Right? You know what? Yeah. What is his COVID status? And yeah. I personally think I think he's sicker than they're saying. These people, they have whatever reason, man. Um, to me, from from where I sit and and my nature of my business. This is a national security issue that you really don't know what's going on with the leader of your nation. Sort of kind of like what what goes on in North Korea when when Kim was sick. Nobody knew what was going on. This guy disappeared out of sight and no one knew what was going on. That's what goes on in these dictator type environments, man. The people, you're not allowed to know what's going on with your leader. 
That's not how we roll in America. And so I think there's more to this. I think he's sicker than what these people are saying. They're afraid to say because they know he is going to throw them under the bus and fire their ass. And so we, the American people, I think we have a right to know what is the health status of the president of the United States, period. It's a, it's a national security issue. Yeah. So that yeah. that's where I leave it, man. I I, I don't want to waste any more breath on this guy. Uh, he had two more events. Uh, he had an event last night at the White House, and supposedly he's on his way with his germs to Florida. <laughs> so he is determined. <laughs> Did you know who was at who was at the event last night? Uh, was it wasn't Pence there? No, no. I mean the the audience that no, he was no, who, who was in the audience? Stuff. It was young Latino and black. Americans, oh, you know, before before that support him, of course, before he was supposed to have like 2000 people to show up right, and then about right. maybe three or four hundred of these young kids showed up, you know, that that supporting. Wow. So, wow. you know, he stood up on the Truman balcony and spewed out his stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and supposedly. You know, they may have a, another scheduled debate supposed to be on the 22nd. So yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Once again, if I'm Joe Biden, I wouldn't go near him nope. uh, with a, a, a 12 foot pole, let alone uh, being close to that guy. Right. It's not, not going to happen. Yeah, what was it like? Uh, people said they wouldn't get close to the Grinch with a twenty-nine and a half foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Biden's like, I'm not getting close to this guy with a twenty-nine and a half foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it is it, it's hilarious, man. And yeah. uh, I I can't speak to the to the young Latino kids because that's not my that's not my environment, man. But young black kids that are supporting. This clown, I, I I would like why, what 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 has this guy done for you, or what can you visibly see that he has done for Black America that you would want to stand or go to some rally, the uh, germ fest that this guy spent. What has he done? What what clearly can you tell me, articulate to me, this guy has done for you or the Black community that you can say that's why I'm supporting this guy. You need to explain that to me. Young, young black kids, because I I, I don't get I don't get there's it. there's there's something that he's that he's saying that has struck a nerve with him. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it seems like it's it's seems like it should be a no brainer that should you be. don't so you don't support you know the clown car, but you have some some folks that are. Um, to go along with that, they've yeah. been influenced by, influenced probably by their friends that yeah. that they've been around that's only seen something one way, yeah. And they've just jumped on the bandwagon and have come up with excuses to do that. And or it could be their parents are you know business people. Yeah. You know there yeah. are there are a lot of black business people that that jump on that bandwagon as well. Yeah. You know, there's there's a that's in our Corvette club. He's a business, and we had um, last Saturday we were supposed to have like a little cruise in get together at this one place uh, in Indianapolis to support him, like a little a local um, 
restaurant. All right. But the restaurant was it was closed for some reason. It was supposed to have been open, but it was closed. So we just hung around and went to another restaurant. And, you know, everybody had mask on except him. Hmm. And I know that he's a Republican. I know that he is, you know. So he goes, yep, uh, we're going to go do something like on a Wednesday. He goes, yeah, man, I got to, I got to, um, you know, go meet the man. I said, man, get out of here. Now, he's like a senior vice president of this company. Mm. I said, you got to go meet the man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I said, you know who you remind me of? He, he goes, who's that? I said, Stephen. He goes, well, who's Stephen? I said, Samuel L. Jackson in, <laughs> in Jane and Go. <laughs> oh, gosh. I said, I said you're Stephen. So I, I'm going to nickname him. I'm going to start calling him Stephen. <laughs> wow. Because wow. Stephen, you know, did everything the boss wanted to say. Yep. He, he yep. was just as, just as high, high powerful than the boss, yep. you know. So yeah. I'm like, man, get up, get. I wanted to say, get the hell out of here, Stephen. Yep. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Litany of of just downright deeds that like you you wouldn't you wouldn't allow your kids to do crap like that, but yet you accept <laughs> you accept it from this guy every day, and he's still your champion. And I'm like, I don't get it, man. I truly don't. I truly yeah. don't. But we, we don't want to waste any more airtime on talking about, the, as Biden said, this clown. <laughs> we don't want to waste any more time on this clown circus, whatever it is. Uh, but let's, let, let's, let's segue to a more serious issue. And again, it, we, when I say we're going to talk, but a lot of the rhetoric that has been coming out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has has led to a situation, man, to where we could be looking at, you know, armed mobs in the street, um, you know, civil war type environment because people feel as though they have a right to and they're being done wrong. Things are being stolen from them and this type of thing. And that led to the FBI cracking this uh, potential kidnapping of Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan last week, which was like, thank goodness there were informants that were inside that cell. Otherwise, we might be talking about something totally different this week. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. I mean, I, this is crazy, man. It this is crazy that people are this hyped up uh, and feel that like you know let's let's kidnap this woman. And you not only threatened her, but you threatened her family, man. And as usual, I haven't heard one word out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that condemned this act. Haven't heard a word. And so what people people like, okay, what the hell? If the leader of the country doesn't speak out against armed violence, against a elected official that the people elected, then where is our country headed, man? I, I don't know. Your thoughts? Yeah, the current occupant, he is the catalyst for all of that stuff. He is the person who literally sends small little signals and so on that other stupid people 
react to. He doesn't say it specifically. He just puts out an innuendo or a hint that you should do these things. And ignorant people follow that. Yep. There's always been, I feel there's always been people in the country that's always wanted to do specific things, but has but have always held back on doing those things because it's not right to do it. It may yeah. be the political right thing to do or whatever, but with the current occupant, he says stupid shit, and they see stupid shit, and they act on stupid shit. So if he says, you know, Michigan, free the state house, and then, you know, Michigan and Idaho and places like that, they have these militias that are there. Yep, yep. And therefore, to them, when they hear his dumb ass say, free the state capitol, then they're going to go free the state capitol. They're going to go to the state capitol armed and so on. Yep. You know, it's our freedom that they're taking away. And and these dumb people, these ignorant people are saying, yeah, they're taking away our freedoms. And, and they're not. You know, they're the same people that that's always wanted to use the N-word and now that they got somebody that's in uh, the Oval Office that uses the N-word, that has used the N-word, this it's okay. He's going to back me up. Right, so it's right. it's giving them carte blanche to go out there and act upon these things. Just like that poor 17-year-old kid that uh, went up to Minnesota and killed those people, shot three and killed. Yep. Killed two, I think it was Minnesota. Yeah, yeah uh, no. Uh, and was, was it? It was Kenosha, right? Yeah, it was, was that Con- in Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Con- yeah, it was Kenosha, doing the Wisconsin. Kenosha. Yeah, doing the Kenosha yeah. protest. Yeah. So, you know, people are acting on that. It's like you go to a Black Lives Matter and there's peaceful protests, and then when someone protests the protesters, they show up with guns. The yeah. others don't have guns, right. but they show right. up with guns because, right. you know, the current occupants said they're going to take away your Second Amendment rights, which is bullshit. OK. And so they feel that they have to do that. Now, at some point in time, you know. I'm saying, hell, if they can have guns, we're going to have guns, too. And if, if you remember back in the springtime, um, there was uh, a couple of black state legislature le- legislators in Michigan that were escorted into the legislative building, the state house yep. by, by armed black, uh, yep. Uh, yep. black citizens basically yep. Yep. to protect them because even back then in March or April or May or whenever it was, there were people that were threatening. These guys were threatening, threatening the, um, lies of these legislators. So these 13 individuals that planned this attack upon the governor of uh, Michigan was going to put her on trial and going to blow up bridges. It was well planned. And luckily, you know, there were people that had, as you mentioned, infiltrated, that they were able to stop it before it happened. But once again, that goes off of what the current occupant 
He's spewing BS, and these people are following that BS. Yeah, yeah. What about your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah. I agree, man. One of his classic lines was he loves the poorly poorly educated, but it's beyond that now, man, because you've got educated people that are listening to this foolishness. And um, I'm I'm, – we talked about it before, man. It's a scary time in this country, man. And I think uh, here within the next few weeks, if things do go south and and the election turns um, the other direction and he is not reelected, I truly believe all hell is going to break loose here. And I'm not sure what that looks like, but it ain't going to be good. And um, this fire has been stoked um, by the current occupant. And like you say, man, people can't separate fact from fiction. And they go out and they arm themselves and they, you know, they're standing on a false platform that this guy, um, it's like, you know, you build a build a house with substandard products, whatever, and the the shit falls down at the most time a strong wind comes by that. These people are standing on a false foundation, man. And uh, I I don't know what it's going to take to um, to turn back. Uh, where we are, but we're we're on a dangerous path, and yeah. uh, I hope nothing. Uh, good thing again that this attempt to kidnap this governor was thwarted, because I mean, what what is that? That that's what goes on in third world countries and stuff, man. You don't like your political opponents, you kidnap them and and do all this other foolishness, and so we're supposed to be better than that, man. And we're showing that, you know what? We're we're not that good right now. We're not that good right now. So that's my thought. That's just how he – that's how he is. I mean he has this week or last week or sometime in in recent weeks, he signed an executive order – I don't know if you've heard about this or not – that said that you can't – corporations have to stop with anti-racism and anti-sexism. And anti-bigotry platforms within their organizations. So you can't you can't use the word um, white privilege. You can't use systemic racism in any of your programs or anything like that. Yeah. Just that is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Racial sensitivity training. Uh, Yeah. You know, and and he's banned that. yeah, when I when I heard that, I'm like, this dude has totally gone off the rails, man. I mean, some, to me, it tells me right away, you you know, there's a problem with this. So in order to keep your platform going, you're going to put out some flimsy executive order that says you cannot no longer do this in your businesses. And it, 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 I think it was that anybody that does business with the government. You know, so that would be federal contractors, government agents, whatnot, even the military. You you tell me you can't. I mean, we used to have racial <laughs> sensitivity training all the time. You have you to. Know, uh, under the guise of, uh, I forgot what the agency, excuse me, the agency within uh, within our, um, you know, within the base that dealt with issues like that. We are, we're always going to sensitive, some type of training to highlight the differences between people and understanding differences between people, how to get along. So you're putting out a blanket decree, thou shall not have this training. And it's like, man, get the hell out of here. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? 
So he's a nobody. Yeah, that that's why I say, man, we're in a bad place in this country. Yeah, we're he, in he a is, bad place. He is the worst executive this nation has ever had. Yep. And there are people that believe that he's the best they've ever yep. had. Yep. One one of our one of our classmates uh, yep. posted something on Facebook like, you know, we didn't send him here to be the mold. We sent him there to break the mold. Uh, I'm like, what a dumbass. He's going to break the in breaking the mold. He's going to break the democracy. He's yep. going to. Yep. He's going to break all he's breaking all civil yep. and legal uh, institutions that's in this country. Yep. He's got to go. America, yep. please, please, yep. please yep. go out, yep. vote this man out of office. He yep. we cannot go another four years with him in here. I pray that he is not our president because he is the worst thing for our country. Yeah. Um. In in the in the history, the the forty four men that have been president of the United States, he has by far been the worst. He's yeah. worse than Nixon. He's worse than Coolidge. All the different you know racists that we had in in the White House. He's worse than all those people, yeah. because yeah. he is a narcissist, and he only looks nothing he does except look out for himself and his own yeah. family. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's as, as Samuel L. Jackson's character said in uh, "Do the Right Thing." That's the truth, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> the you know, truth. that's the truth, Ruth. <laughs> and uh, it's on display every day, man. And uh, I, you know, I, I whew, it, it's 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 hard to think about at times, man. That if things don't go the way that we hope they go, we pray they go. That people get out and vote. And they vote this man out of office. If things don't go that way, man, I'm not sure what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it I, may not. Wayne, I'm telling you. It, it may not. May not. You it know, may not. I don't I don't believe in polls anymore. Nope. Uh, you know, they say that this this that Biden's up in these polls. I don't believe it. I do nope. not believe it. Nope. I will never believe polls again. No, nope. uh, because there's one thing for sure that his his minions are going to get out and vote. And a, a lot of people that are opposed said, I, my vote doesn't matter anyway. They're still going to think those terms. Yep. And they just don't realize that by them staying home, you're, you're staying home is working against your own self. You right. can't afford to right. stay home. You right. got to get out there. Right. All these people waving the flag and, you know, we love America and love it or leave it. This all this foolishness. Hey, democracy's on the line. Democracy is on the line. And all these people that are spouting this, like you say, our, our former classmate, we didn't send him there to be the mole. We sent him there to break the mole. Okay, we're going to see what you have to say when this country turns into an authoritarian uh, environment and you ain't got shit to say about nothing except what this guy tells you you're going to do. I want to see what you got to say then. How all these people, I want to see what you got to say then when you ain't got no health care, you can't marry anybody that you choose to marry, and everything else that's going to be taken away because you voted this clown back in. I want to see what you got to say then. And some people may be happier than pig in slop over it. I, You know what? That's their prerogative. But this I, country— I think they will be. Democracy's on the line. Our, our way of life is on the line. 
And those of us, you're a history teacher. You've you've studied civics. You 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 know history in and out. You know how this you know the 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 the, the historical aspects of this country that brought it into play. All that is on the line. You know, all that's on the you line. You know, that's that's true, Wayne. I know all that. Yeah. But the the people that are following him don't know that. Yep. They don't yep. know their history. They don't know right. any of that. Right. You know, they were the they were the ones that were sleeping in class or just <laughs> said, oh, I'm just going to do this because I have to do it. Right. You know, and since, you know, the, the country is so partisan and it, it, it goes it only looks after its own interests. Those people, when when this country evolves into authoritarian um, regime, yep. they're going to be fine. Because if you look at it, who has run this country over the past 250 years? True, true that. True White that. men. Yeah, so those people, that. most of the people that's going to vote for him are those uneducated, not, not all, not all, the majority uneducated white men that's going to follow him to hell. So yeah. therefore, if we go a third turn, they're going to say, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah. You know, we want yeah. to get rid of that. We want to do this. We want to use these terms. We want to use the N-word. We want to put those statues back up. We want to look out for ourselves. We want to get rid of these things. They're yeah. going to be fine with it. Yeah, you're right. We're, yeah. we're the ones that's going to have to make the decision. It's going to be on all the people that don't believe in that. And we're the ones that's going to have to stand up and go into the streets. We're the ones that's going to have to go and protest. We're the ones that may have to as I'm sitting next to all my weapons in my closet right here, <laughs> we're the ones that's going to have to arm themselves. And if something happens where these crazy people start um, acting up, this happened in um, 2012, I think it was, or 15 or 16, something like that. You know, the word kind of got out there that there's some crazy people out there that may tried to take out black folks. Mm. And I see Alex was in, he was still, he was in the air force. So we're talking, this was about 2015, 2016. And he sent me, um, he sent me a text and said, and, and, you know, he's got privileges that some people don't have because right. of his position. He goes, dad, whenever you go out, you know, if you go out by yourself, make sure you have your weapon with you. He says, that's all I can tell you about it. But make sure you have your weapon with you. And mm -hmm. if if things turn, I, I told Lynn the other day, I said, you know, after this election, I'm not going anywhere without my my little pink card that says I have the right to carry and I'm going to have something with me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how serious I think this can be. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I have. I'm, no not, I'm not playing with that either. Yeah, I have, I have no weapons. Um, you know, I, that's just never been my thing. And, I, you know, hey, if, if you do, that's cool, man. But I, I do believe I, I, I believe you wholeheartedly, man. If this goes south, Man, it you got to be careful going out. I truly believe that because you've got some crazy ass people out here who are going to carry out uh, what they think 
America should look like. And if you're black, brown, or anybody else that don't look like them, then to me, you got to go. And that's unfortunate, man, that we've come to these crossroads at this time. Who, who would have thought, man? Who would have thought that uh, we'd be talking about something like this in the United States of America? Who, th- who would ever thought that? Yeah. You know, we already well, did we this. We never had a dumbass. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've no, already different. The difference this time is that it's not about slavery. No, you no, know, it's not. No. It's, it's about individual um, preferences than anything yep. else. Yeah. You know, it's about uh, somebody that's afraid that our our country is changing, our demographics are changing, and the 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 power structure in this country is changing because of the demographics yeah. and they want to keep things as it's always been yeah. you know we yeah. we don't want to be in the minority we always want to be in charge and be in the majority yeah and the majority of people that we probably know that we went to school with have never been in the minority okay. uh, i I, I used to ask my kids in my history classes because every July they have the Indiana Black Expo. And I'll ask, you know, how many of you gone to the Indiana Black Expo? All the black kids raise their hands. <laughs> no white kids raise their hand. And I ask why? Well, it's the Indiana Black Expo. I said, that's just the name. Right, right. It's not that you're going to go down. See, it's not that you're going to go down there and somebody's going to jump you because you're white and there's a majority of people there that are black. See, yeah. that's a misconception that I would tell them. You yeah. know, it's, it's almost like, you know, black folks, black communities are always accepting. Absolutely. You know? We will accept you to come into our community. We will accept you to be part of that. It's not that way on the other side. Nope. You know, nope. we we never had anything negative to say about Rufus Goodman. No, hell no. He, Ruf, Ruf, he was Rufus one of us. Right? He was one of us. <laughs> he was one of us, you know, because, I mean, he lived in the projects. He lived with all the black folks and the black folks accepted Rufus and his family. Right. And all right. the white families that were in the projects. Right. Right. That's just how it. the black community yeah. has always been as far as I've known myself. Yeah. No, we you we know. The, yeah. We had the same thing in the bottom, man. We had the uh, the Rigdon family and we had a lot of white families that lived in the bottom with us. They were one of us, man. They were they were accepted. Nobody to this day, man, I go home. I have to tell you the story, man. Uh we were we were all went to church one Sunday. I don't know if you remember Alvin Rigdon. I don't remember oh, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> well, Alvin and I forgot who else, they broke in my mama's house <laughs> while we were at church. And I think they ended up taking like 80-something cents, man. That's what they stole out of the house. <laughs> my mom's like, you broke into my house for what? And so fast forward, he ran, he, he saw my mom and he, he apologized. Miss Moore, I'm sorry for breaking in your house. <laughs> you know, but my mom said, okay, I, I accept that, you know, whatever. And she didn't say, you can't come in my yard and play with my kids no more. No, 
accept it, man. And to this day, Alvin will see my mom if I'm at home. He said, man, we talk, we catch up, whatever. We have always been accepting, man. That's just the way we roll in the black community. But you're right. It does not play that way on the other side. It never has. It never you know, has. There is, there is a, an administrator that's in the uh, township that um, that was like assistant superintendent or whatever. Well, Lynn and I, when we bought the house that we're in right now, we moved into the house, and within a year, he was his house was up for sale. Hmm. He moved, moved on. I mean, because Lynn said that she was at school one day, and he was in there, and he was talking to her, and he asked her a question, well, where do you live at? And she goes, oh, I live on Gallant Fox. He goes, oh, Gallant Fox? That's right around the corner from me. And within <laughs> just a few weeks, their house was up for sale. Yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's sad, man. It is sad. Yeah. And so I yeah, I know exactly when you raise that question to your students. Hell no. None of them were going. None of them were going because they don't want to be a part of our world. Yeah. They don't have to. So hey, why, why am I going down to the Black Expo? I ain't got to be a part of that. They're, that's their preconception. I don't got to be a part of that. Right. You know? And um, whereas we, every day, we function, we got to function in two worlds. Yep. We got to function in two worlds. You know, the black community, and then we got to go out into the world. And the majority of things run in this world are not by minority folks. They're, they're not run by us. They're not owned by us. But we still have to go to businesses, go to environments to where, you know, it's not run by us. We really, you know, we're there, but... A lot of times we really have no say so, but we need that environment to sustain our life, our yeah. livelihoods and whatnot. And, and the, so, the other, go ahead. The other the other thing is that that we have done this our entire life, and it yeah. it does not affect our judgments on on certain things, you know, because we've always been in an environment. It's like. I may have told you, and I think we had Joey on on one of our podcasts, and Joey and myself went all the way to Bardstown to this place called the Cabin Inn. Yeah, I remember the Cabin Inn. Yeah, yeah. and, and we went there, and we were the only black folks up in there. We never thought that we were ever going to get in, be in problem, have any problems or anything, and so you know, our friends we were hanging out with at the time, they say, yeah, man, come on over to the cabin in. We'll, we'll go over there and, you know, and hang out and dance or whatever. And so we would go, you know, some of the, some of Joy's, uh, the guys that Joy worked with at Kroger's and so on say, yeah, come yeah. on, Bryant Perry. And, yeah, Brian uh, Perry. Yeah. Uh, was it Craig Young? Craig um, Young, maybe Craig Young. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. I think yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But we'd go over there, never think anything about it, you know, and most of my life it has kind of been that way. Yeah. Never being afraid of going and doing something else. And it's only been maybe once or twice that I felt really uncomfortable. And one time I was in the Coast Guard and we had stopped in the way to to Florida. 
And so our ship was being worked on. And so me and a couple other white guys and a couple other black guys, you know, we were all sailors. We, right. we go into this bar and it's just like the movies, man. We walk into the bar and <laughs> there's people sitting around and the music stopped. People. People start staring at us, and some good old boy said, you better get y'all's asses out of here right now, and I mean get. And, you know, the brother said, well, you know, he said, you better get your N-word ass out of here, and I mean get. So I went, I know this means to get the hell up out of here. Because you get that sense, you know, you get that. You you got that feeling that, you know, this ain't gonna work out so good. Not I don't, I don't want to be in the brig after kicking somebody's ass or them shooting me or something like that. So right, right. Yeah, but anyway, back back to what we we're talking about. But yeah, that's that's the situation we're in, man. If yep. things go south, you know, yep. whenever this election's over with, I will be on high alert. You yep. know, I will, will not. And, and Wayne, I didn't used to be that way. I was. We had no. no guns either. Oh. But something no. changed a few years ago. I said, man, yeah. I gotta I gotta yeah. start protecting myself. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree, man. I, I have never felt scared. You know, I guess that's the word. I've never felt scared. I mean, live lived all over the world, man, and never felt the type of fear I felt living in other countries overseas than I do right here in my own country. Yes. I literally, I literally am afraid, and never, never used to be like that, man. And uh, that tells you something as to how we have evolved, what we have allowed to happen in this country, and it's gone unchecked. And it's, it's gonna, it's it, a day of reckoning is coming, one way or another. A day of reckoning is coming, and I hope it's positive. That that day of reckoning is positive, and there is a peaceful transition of power if things go the way that. We hope it goes. I hope there's a peaceful transition of power and you don't have foolishness kicking off around the country. But uh, we're in for we got what, 20, what, 23, 20 something days left. And, and, And as I tell my wife, I said, it's not what happens necessarily on November the 4th. We got to worry about what's going to happen between November and January the 20th. 20th. That's what we got to be concerned about. Yeah. Because. Go ahead. Didn't answer that question about a peaceful transition either. No. In the debate. No, no. Because they want they they want foolishness to kick off because he truly thinks he is he is some type of dictator. He, He truly believes that. I truly believe that. And we that is not what this country was founded on. The founding fathers, in their infinite wisdom, devised a system that has worked, you know, even though we weren't a part of it for 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 a huge chunk of it. But it has worked for 200 plus years that when there is a time to change leadership in this country, hey, the person who lost, hey, it's peaceful. Shake hands. Great job. I wish you the best. And they move on. For whatever reason, I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I do not think that's going to be the case. And it's sad. It's sad that America has come to this man because we we were never raised 
even though we were not a part of this, you know, great experiment called America, we believed in it. We believed in it. And our parents said, you know, hey, you can be whatever you want if you work hard, whatever. We believe that. And so day after day, year after year, you know, we we see that like, you know what? Um, wow, it's still bad for people of color in this country. So you work hard. You do what your parents said, what our parents put in us, what we're putting in our kids. You work hard, whatever. And there's a faction of this country that does not want to see that happen. And that is sad. That is yep. sad. That is sad. Yes, sir. So I, it's tough, man. It's tough. But uh, I, I don't have my weapon ready, <laughs> you, my brother. But I do have my passport ready. So <laughs> ready. I'm scoping out my patients. And if shit goes south, man, I tell you, man, I I think I literally know it. I got to go live somewhere else because I don't think the country that would be in place, the environment and the country, if this goes the other direction and the current occupant stays in power, the environment that that's going to be for the next four years or so. I don't see that benefiting me or any other person of color. I don't see that. And so I got my passport ready. I, I don't have my, I don't have, I don't, I'm not locked and loaded like you, but I got my passport ready and I'm scouting locations. So uh, I've lived overseas before. You've lived overseas. You've been overseas. People treat you differently, man, because they oh, don't yeah. see, how, they don't see yeah. all this other crap that America puts on you. Right. Okay. Right. And so I'm like, you know what? If this goes south, let's let's look at a couple of places. And so we're, that's what we're doing. My wife and I are actually we've got a couple of places scoped out. And if push comes to shove, we'll figure it out and, and try to make it happen. If if it's going to be like, nope, I cannot do this for four more years. Can't do this. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it, man. So uh, I say that's where we leave it for tonight, my friend. And uh, yeah, this can go this on and on. Good conversation. <laughs> Good conversation. Uh, it's a bit past the top of the hour. And um, before we go, I got to give a shout out to my Seattle Storm, man. They are the WNBA champs. And uh, they balled out last week. So they are the champs for the WNBA for 2018, 2020, rather. They won the championship in 2018, too. Uh, but they're the champs again. NBA Finals tonight. Go Heat. I'm, I'm riding with Miami. I, I want to see them pull it off, man. But the NBA Finals tonight as well. So still a lot of sports activity going on. Uh, I saw some today some NFL games were canceled because of COVID issues. Uh, yeah. So COVID is still, it's still rearing its head, man. So I think we need to encourage people to continue to wear your mask, social distance. Be safe out there. This, this is no joke. This is no joke. And as usual, 20-something days, make sure you exercise your constitutional right to vote. And we need you to vote. We need you to show up on November the 3rd and, and exercise that right that so many people have, um, have marched, have um, protested, and some have died for to give, it, give us that right. So we need to exercise that in full force this year. If you can vote early, if your yes. county or your state allows you to vote early, find yourself a nice, fine, warm day, sunny day, and go out there and vote. You don't That's have right. to wait until the third. That's right. Let's, as a matter of fact, it would probably would be better to vote 
before the third so yep. that we can see all those numbers come in. So yep. Yep. Uh, Agent Orange knows that he gets his ass kicked that night, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there won't be any uh, contest to the yep. uh, to right. the results. So, right, right. But, you know, as, as we move forward, we, we've, we've had some good conversations tonight. Um, we're going to, we're going to say it the way we see it. That's the way we're going to do things on the cross the tracks podcast. And, uh, until the next time, um, it's been a, it's been a real thrill and, uh, we're going to keep moving forward. And I'll say this, I'm going to sign off by saying Chileamo Dopo. And I am signing off with Wakanda forever. Peace.